Welcome to Straight from the CPA's Mouth, your connection to the Heshi CPA Knowledge Center, Alberta CPAs, and business professionals. This podcast, presented by the CPA Education Foundation, features Alberta chartered professional accountants and others sharing their expertise and insights on a wide range of topics. Tune in regularly for eye-opening looks on leadership, business, education, and many issues of the day, straight from the CPA's mouth. Before we begin, in honour of the 94 calls to action put forth by the Truth and Reconciliation Commission of Canada, we'd like to acknowledge that CPA Education Foundation offices are situated on the traditional Treaty 6 and Treaty 7 territories. The Foundation acknowledges that we reside on traditional and ancestral territories of many Indigenous, First Nations, Métis, and Inuit peoples. Their histories and culture influence our community to this day. The CPA Education Foundation is committed to helping build a province where Indigenous peoples and their voices and experiences are heard, valued, respected, and celebrated. Welcome back to another episode of Straight from the CPA's Mouth. I'm Meredith Allen with the CPA Education Foundation, and I will be your host for this episode. The student experience can shape and influence one's entire viewpoint throughout the post-secondary journey. Between lectures, exams, and social events, there are moments in between where education and innovation meet to provide a unique student experience. For some of us, that might have been an inspiring instructor or professor, a work experience placement that gave you the confidence and entry-level experience to pursue your career further, or perhaps it was a mentorship program that bridged educational curiosity with career-enhancing opportunities. For today's conversation, we're focusing on student experience beyond the classroom and get a glimpse into a new program that focuses on experiential learning and business education. Known for providing students with experiential learning, the Northern Alberta Institute of Technology, also known as NATE, launched a new program with support from the CPA Education Foundation called the Accountant in Residence Program in the J.R. Shaw School of Business. Joining me today virtually is Ryan Young, Associate Dean of Industry Engagement for the J.R. Shaw School of Business at NATE. Ryan holds an MBA and ICD.D designation which for our listeners today stands for the Institute of Corporate Directors Director. Adding to the conversation, we have Steve Barkman, CPA, CA, business partner with the Rohit Group of Companies and Nate's inaugural accountant in residence. Back with years of experience, this dynamic duo is here with me today to discuss their viewpoints on in-residence style of learning, going beyond the traditional classroom experience and building experiential learning into business education. Welcome, Ryan and Steve, to the show. I am thrilled that you both are able to join me today for what I believe will be a fantastic conversation. Thanks for joining me. Yes, thanks for having me as part of this, Meredith. Okay, so let's kick things off here. So generally speaking, I think a lot of people are familiar with the programs Artist in Resident or Entrepreneur in Resident. So Ryan, I'm going to start with you. Can you share with us today what the Accountant in Residence program is at NATE and why it was developed? Sure. Yeah, so about a year and a half ago, uh, you're looking at our accounting program and saying, how do we really increase engagement engagement with the industry. You know, we, we had one-off events or guest speakers, you know, those things were fine, but they were starting to lose their, their edge or, or impact. So we were, we were looking to figure out how can we increase that engagement and have some substantial learning and substantial, uh, and some really kind of deep conversations and, and uh, 
little bit more than just a one-hour you know, lunch and learn type of event. Not to say that those are bad, but just kind of going one step further. So, you know, we explored and we, you know, we, of course, we've seen executive and residents or artists in residence and, and our entrepreneurship center at Nate also has an entrepreneur in residence. So we said, well, why don't we do that for accounting? So we, we developed this, this model where we would invite four different accountants every year to come in and they would uh, be appointed as accountant in residence for, for a two-month period. And uh, they would really dive deep and engage our students and our instructors and, and help make connections to industry during their time. So, um, yeah, so it's kind of a way to, to have engagement, but go beyond just a one-hour lunch meeting, but to, you know, have opportunities for, for our faculty to, to engage and to ask questions and, and uh, ways to build broader connections with industry. And uh, so far, we've done a couple, and it's, it's, it's been an excellent model. It's, it seems to be working very well. You know, this program is a unique addition to business education, where historically there hasn't been a defined program quite like this one. So, Ryan, again, why is it important to integrate experiential learning into students' education? So we at Nate, we place high, high value on ensuring that, that what we're teaching in the classroom is relevant to industry, so that when, when our student, students leave, they, uh, they're, they're ready, they're ready to work. And, you know, in a way to get them to that stage, we want hands-on learning. So the students need to, rather than just learn through a book, we want them to actually experience it. And, and this really plays into it where, um, you know, students are doing case competitions, which is quite common, and, uh, you know, co-op opportunities. And we just wanted to, to have industry more into the actual formal classroom settings as well, too. So, you know, our accountant residents like Steve would come in and talk about what is actually happening, you know, today in in work or in the work site rather than you know what was written in the book several years ago so we want to ensure that there's really hands-on and it's very practical and very current and relevant so steve you took this position during COVID, and there is no doubt that this experience maybe wasn't entirely what you thought it would be given the current situation that we're all still in so what have been your biggest takeaways as being the first accountant in resident uh, it's been a, a great platform and springboard to highlight observations and trends that I'm seeing in industry and to share those with both students and faculty at Nate. Uh, this information can then be taken and applied in classrooms or job search uh, settings to align Nate's education for the real world and what students are looking to get insight on. Uh, I think in many ways, it's also validation for students with what they're learning in the classroom. And it's being echoed in many instances by somebody from industry, which was a lot of the experience that I could bring to those conversations. Some examples, uh, you know, the importance of the budgeting process or the risks uh, of lack of controls in an organization. As a student, I remember asking those questions, you know, is this really dealt with in the real world? And having been in industry for many years now, the short answer to that in many respects is yes. Uh, they just, uh, as a student, it takes time and experience to kind of see that, you know, play out from your textbook learning to the boardroom learning, if you wish. And I was able to highlight some of these notions in the classroom settings, as well as general information settings with student through, you know, we called them office hours, but basically chunks of time where students could come ask any question uh, that was on their mind, whether it was with respect to entering the marketplace 
or you know what I might be seeing as risks or trends in industry and share those with both staff and, or faculty and students. Uh, and that was a great experience for me. Steve, you're a Nate grad yourself, uh, graduating with the Bachelor's of Business Administration, obviously with your specialty in accounting. So what a great experience coming back to campus and connecting with students again where you used to study. What did you enjoy most about this program? Yeah, so it it's interesting because when I saw this uh, opportunity arise, I was very enthusiastic uh, and still am about the program. I feel a connectedness to Nate. Uh, as you said, I earned my BBA there many years back. And I think the, the most enjoyable piece of the program was just everyone at Nate was fantastic. Interacting with the students was great. These are folks that will shortly be entering the workforce and for many, the CPA program. Uh, it was great to dialogue with the students to hear their questions, uh, perhaps concerns about the accounting profession. And I was able to shed a lot of insight into industry and public practice experiences that I've had over the past you know, 10 plus years uh, in my career. So it was it was great to kind of interact again with students kind of took me back in many regards and also I tried to consider what students and faculty might be having questions around that I have seen play out in my industry and public practice experience to date so it was a really great experience and I would highly recommend it for those who are interested in partaking in the program. So, Steve, did you feel like the online environment um, prepared students for their future career, knowing that we could be moving to more of a hybrid environment in the future? I think without a doubt, the answer to that, uh, in short, is yes. I know we're using it in our business as a tool for communication and with many organizations that operate through different pockets of geography across Canada, North America, international or, uh, or otherwise, they're using the tools that students are using to communicate effectively. Things like Microsoft Teams or Zoom meetings, uh, where you get both audio and visual elements to that to help feel connected to your colleagues uh, and to also get work accomplished, have meetings, etc. So I think it is without a doubt uh, one of the elements that students innate entering the workforce in the coming years will definitely be exposed to. So having some familiarity with it is a fantastic opportunity for the students. And from Nate's point of view, you know, we you know, we initially were like, oh, okay, it's going to have to be online. And we, you know, it's less, it was less appealing initially, we thought, for students. But what we found is that many more students engaged in a lot of these events because it was so accessible. And, and I don't know, Steve, you might want to talk about it, but from what uh, what we've been told and the feedback we've received from students is they were able to pop in, have a quick conversation with Steve, and then pop out of those, those office hours. So rather than, you know, drive to campus and have a face-to-face and set that all up, but it was just so much more accessible. And they took advantage of that opportunity in order to, to get the knowledge and the questions answered that they were hoping to do. So, And at the same line, I know when Steve had a had a, had a lunch and learn for the, the instructors over lunch. We had faculty, accounting instructors from all across the province attend as well too. So uh, the reach was far beyond our own institution and really uh, was accessible to everyone across you know, the whole province, which was really cool to see. Oh, that's great. 
Yeah, I, I would uh, echo those comments, Ryan. And, you know, I think for students, they could, like you had mentioned, um, join at their convenience. If there was a two hour session and they wanted, you know, 20 minutes of that, fantastic. They can do whatever they had uh, to do that day and then pop on on their in their PJs if they so chose. Um, <laughs> And, and and pop out just as quick. Whereas if you hold face-to-face -face situations, maybe they're less inclined to join because, you know, they feel like they have to sit there for two hours and quote unquote, you know, be polite or whatever. Um, so this gave students an opportunity and the flexibility to join on uh, their time uh, if they chose to attend. I think we've all had a meeting or two where we have sat in our PJs. <laughs> so the, the flexibility and convenience factor, I think, is really important for the whole student experience right now in the pandemic and post-pandemic world. So following the CPA competency map, which is the foundation of the certification program to becoming a CPA, does the accountant and resident program help students develop those enabling or soft skills needed in their future career? And Ryan, I'm going to start with you for this question. Sure. So I, I'm not an accountant, but I, I am familiar with the, the competency um, skills that, that are listed at the CPA website. And, and I would say it really, it, it, I, would, I see value of the accountant residents both in the enabling competencies, but also the technical. And I'm going to start with the technical first, because I know that Steve was able to really dive into very specific technical things and technical changes that he was seeing happen in in. Um, in the accounting professions. Well, I thought that was pretty neat to see. But then on the enabling side as well, too, you know, the problem solving and decision making, I, um, Steve specifically focused on data analytics and how that was being used in, in the accounting profession, or what he was seeing, some of his colleagues were seeing. So our students and our faculty were able to see how, how this was being used for decision making and communication purposes, you know, live and hearing right from people using it on a day to day basis, how these new technologies were being used. And I thought it was quite useful for students uh, to see that and, and faculty, faculty as well, too. And then also, yeah, uh, professional ethical behavior to talk to Steve. I know that he had lots of questions about, you know, how do I get jobs and, and, and how, do, how do I present myself? I know that that's a common question between our first with our, both of our accounting and residences is how do I you know, communicate myself and how do I present myself in a professional manner? And uh, problem solving as well, too. So, yeah, it touches on so many different areas. Um, not in like a sequential order, but really all kind of combined together, like almost like a melting pot where, you know, hodgepodge of things where it touches on this, this all over the place. And, and I, I think, I think it's been very effective. Steve, what are your thoughts? Yeah, from my perspective, I think my engagement with staff and student alike, I was able to highlight some of the areas that paralleled well with the CPA competency map. And in some cases, I would say, you know, help develop some of those aspects or, or skills. You know, the ethics piece is a great example where I was able to get an opportunity to talk to a class that was taking ethics and share some insight, perspective, situations that I've been a part of in the past, uh, good, bad, right or wrong. So yeah, it provided another platform for students to hear and perhaps understand the importance of some of the elements that are on the competency map. I often remind colleagues that I work with that, you know, things like language matters, tone matters, and this gets layered into the CPA program. The enabling competencies are critically important. And when coupled with the technical aspects of the program, result in a robust pairing for bringing value add impact to organizations across the board. So 
where I was able, I could, you know, dive into a bit more depth. Uh, again, the ethics example for the class, but at bare minimum, it helped students to understand and, and highlight some of the items that accounting professionals deal with in the workplace day in and day out. So, yes. Steve, I had a, the opportunity to attend your seminar on data analytics this past spring, and I really enjoyed myself. Thanks again for hosting. But for our listeners today who may be unfamiliar with the term, Steve, can you summarize what data analytics are? I can certainly try. It's it's kind of a high-level buzzword out there, and it's been gaining more and more traction over the past uh, many years. It, it's taking information captured by an organization and using it for analysis of past decisions and to shed light on how that information can aid in shaping future decisions. Now, that's a a pretty broad brushstroke, but you can use tools like historically, it's been very Excel-based. You know, you drop information out of your system into Excel and somebody would, you know, play around with the information, make it look pretty and try and draw inference. Now we're getting more sophisticated and visual uh, aids in, in software like Power BI is becoming more and more prevalent in businesses. Uh, one key to data analytics, in my opinion, is the investment in both the software element and the human capital to support those initiatives. Simply having one of those two doesn't help effectively drive data-driven results, uh, you need both to make it an integral piece of your business. So I think that's where companies are struggling and some are thriving in that investment of both software and human capital to drive data analytics in their organizations. Mm -hmm. So Steve, how can accounting education further integrate data analytics into the curriculum and even into experiential learning? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I, I don't think it's easy. Um, and you know, I gravitate towards integrating this through case-based learning whereby students are presented uh, a case with case facts and the data layered into that case to help glean in insight into the key is not only, you know, find patterns and indication of the data sets, but also to support the, you know, I call it the so what to the puzzle, you know, what, what is the information telling us? As business professionals, it's important to draw and support reference to information we see on a monthly or, or frequent basis. It's about taking a lot of information and being able to say, I think this is what it's telling us as an organization. Does it validate historic decision-making? question mark, you know, does it provide insight into changing or staying the course for future projects or or objectives? The data has to be used and discussed and then implemented in one way, shape or form. You know, some companies don't have various key performance indicators or, or KPIs. Even for those that do, taking potentially large amounts of data and information and condensing that into concise and useful information is more often an art and not a science. We can look at the same information and draw different insights between two different users or two different people working with the same data set. But I think what is most important is the collaboration around that, which can be really helpful to empowering businesses to make calculated decisions. So the key is having as many relevant stakeholders to that as possible because you get different perspective. And from that, you get a really good, robust discussion to try and make the best decision possible. 
Ryan, do you have anything to add? Could it be incorporated into curriculum a little bit more or maybe into some experiential learning opportunities? Yeah, so I would 100% agree that with everything Steve just said, uh, Nate's taking data analytics uh, to the next level. We just started a new certificate program for people from any profession uh, to learn how to integrate data analytics into their, into their careers. But uh, our accounting department is, is taking a lead on this and really trying to find additional ways to, to integrate data analytics into the program because they do see this as a trend as well too. That's great. Thank you very much, both of you. So I want to talk a little bit about your students. So what has the feedback been like from your accounting students? Yeah, from from my perspective, it's really, you know, those opportunities for interaction with the students that I had uh, over the course of the couple months that I was part of the program. And in large, it was really well received from the students that joined the sessions and were interactive in the dialogue and in Q&A sessions. Again, there were lots of similar themes that kept creeping up. And, you know, when I was able to share my insight experience or provide guidance, direction, or even kind of things to consider, the students really appreciated that. And, you know, it's probably helpful to them in both their studies and, you know, as they come up closer to entering the marketplace and perhaps pursuing the CPA designation. So the feedback that I got was very positive. Uh, The students were very appreciative that there was a resource that was helping support them uh, and as well as the uh, the faculty at large. So I thought it was uh, very well received by students. And Ryan, what have you been hearing throughout the business school? Well, when we first uh, hired Steve to do this, you know, as the first accountant residence, we just said, you know, Steve, here are some of the goals we want to achieve. Go ahead and good luck, you know, <laughs> go, go figure out how to make it happen. And, and uh, we gave him a lot of leeway and, and he handed out the ballpark. It was just amazing what he did. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of great feedback from instructors about when Steve uh, talked in the classes. Uh, you know, he did a lot of prep ahead of time to ensure that, that whatever the topic of the class um, it was, Steve made sure that his examples and that his stories were relevant to that to provide some real world examples. So that was great. Um, but I'd say probably the number one thing that, positive thing that that really really was popular were these office hours and students the feedback we received from um, students on that was was through the roof they just absolutely loved the opportunity to be able to connect with someone from accounting in the industry and ask them questions you know in their own way and and uh it, it kind of you know we always say it maybe it's things are evolving but you know, we, in the past, we always tried to set up like a mentorship program. What we're finding now is students want a little bit less commitment, but they still want the ability to ask all the questions and get all the feedback and advice without, you know, the long, you know, one year or six months, whatever it is, mentorship commitments. This was a way that the students could gain that without, without that lengthy commitment. And they very, very much appreciated that. And, and uh, they've asked for more and subsequent accountant residents will probably be scheduling more office hours because it was so popular with students. That's the feedback that we received. That's great insight. So Ryan, what does the future look like for the accountant in residence program? How it works is, is um, we have a committee of five who select the uh, accountant in residence. And, and it's a combination of people, uh, instructors from a program and industry members who sit on our advisory council. And they uh, go out there and they solicit you know, feedback on who we should invite. 
and and then we uh, they they make the recommendation to our dean, and the dean selects them. So we have selected. There's one out right now. We have a new accountant resume now, Dave, David Rumer, and he is from the nonprofit world. He's an accountant for the Rural Health Professions Action Plan, and he's been able to provide some insights into what it's like to be an accountant in the nonprofit world. And uh, so he's been in, in place since the beginning of May and he's just wrapping up here and uh, he's been excellent too. We've had great feedback from students on that. We have Katrina Neufeld from ATB Financial. She'll be giving us a perspective of what it's like to be an accountant um, in the banking industry. And then following her, Greta Raringa from MMP, talking about uh, being an accountant in a, in a public firm and giving that kind of perspective. And she'll be focusing on taxation uh, and that kind of element of, of accounting. So yeah, we're quite excited. We've got a very diverse group of individuals and uh, yeah, providing very different perspectives on the accounting profession. So we're, um, we're excited about it and we, uh, yeah, it's been successful so far. So we're quite, yeah, curious to see what happens in future years. So um, very happy about how it's going so far. Well, that's great. I know myself and my colleagues at CPA Education Foundation, we're really looking forward to seeing how the rest of, you know, the next four to six months goes with this project and getting to know some of our other CPA members here in the province of Alberta and how they like the program as well. Ryan and Steve, thank you so much for joining the conversation today and sharing your thoughts on in-residence style of learning. Before I let you go, what piece of advice would you share with students working towards a career in accounting and or business? Ryan, I'm going to start with you this time. Sure. So one of the things that we do in Nate is, is we want our students to be to do, you know, work integrated learning. And uh, that means getting jobs and co-op placements during the work term. And the accounting profession is extremely competitive. You know, we've discovered that there's for every one job, there's probably 20 accounting students that are that are trying to get that job. So one thing that our students and our accounting students are quite good at it already, but network and connect with people in the profession early. So go to the CPA events, go to, you know, Nate's accounting events and, and just meet individuals and talk to them and, and uh, make those connections so that um, they're not strangers when they apply for, you know, co-op positions or, or, or apply for jobs afterwards. So start early, connect early. Connection is key. Steve, last words. What do you want to share with students today? I, I think for me, it's important for folks looking to enter the workforce or even seasoned professionals to be open-minded to other people's objectives and perspectives. And it's something that I've learned over the many years I've been working in industry. Oftentimes, accountants think in a certain manner, very quantitatively usually, and we need to discuss with various stakeholders in the organization we work with to look at all angles quantitatively and qualitatively to ensure the best results for the organization. Again, there's simple example to this, you know, like if, if accountants were running all the businesses, um, good thing we're not, but you know, we would, we would probably cancel coffee programs at work. You know, it's a cost and we, we might not see any benefit to it. You know, we just spend X dollars on coffee every month for employees. But if you look at the other side of that, then you have an employee morale perspective that maybe they're, not working as efficiently or they're not as happy and they jet out for coffee breaks on, on company time. What I'm highlighting is again, looking at a decision from all angles. And I think people need to be reminded of it sometimes in the workforce, but especially for those entering the workforce, you know, 
there's not always a, a one size fits all answer. And we have to collaborate with stakeholders to make sure that objectives are met with the least amount of, you know, ripple effect or consequence to those decisions. So I enjoy that process. I think it's very interesting and it kind of uh, spices up my weekly rhythms, but they can be tough conversations at the same time to collaborate with people who are adamant one way or another, usually. So being open-minded again to people's objectives and their perspectives on a situation. That's fantastic. Thanks again for sharing your knowledge and advice with us today. All the best to you both. And um, I wish you good health. Thank you. Thanks again. This episode of Straight from the CPA's Mouth featured Ryan Young, Associate Dean, Industry Engagement at Nate, and Steve Barkman, the first accountant in residence. Don't forget to subscribe to Straight from the CPA's Mouth mailing list for exclusive content. And as always, if you have ideas for future episodes or have any feedback you would like to share, email us at knowledgecenter at cpaalberta.ca or leave us a comment on social media. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Straight from the CPA's Mouth is produced by the CPA Education Foundation, the charitable arm of the CPA profession in Alberta. This podcast is made possible by Brian Heshey, FCPA FCA. Thanks to Brian's generous donation, the foundation created the Heshey CPA Knowledge Center, a virtual hub of resources for all Albertans. Find out more about the foundation and the Knowledge Center at cpaalberta.ca slash foundation.